And a lot of times when you try to sell something, you try your best to cover every bad way that you can present this. Every, every per, like, defeat every con. Mm-hmm. And it's not always about that because I know a lot of times as Christians, especially when you're first trying to witness the people, you try to make, like you said, you try to paint this picture of just mm-hmm. butterflies and rainbows without the rain. Hey, I'm Amani. And this is Elijah. And this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Pascana's Bros. Diving right into the waters right here. <laughs> so essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's word. We are Gen Zers. We were, we're, we're told off that we're stupid, and we might just be validating <laughs> that point right now. But anyways, going into what we were looking at earlier, we're just trying to follow that same call, to be fishers of people, or what we believe, disciples. Simply, you could call us Piscatas, Rose. What does Piscata mean? If you actually look at it, Piscato is the Spanish word for fish. And we wanted to create a name for being disciple makers, being fishers of men, and fishy dudes did not sound good. (laughs) There's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby. And when you're living to be a disciple maker, you're pushing yourself, but when you push yourself so much, sometimes you'll you'll eventually get to that state where where you just start doing it. Because what what would really happen if if we were wrong? Nothing. But if we were wrong in the other way, Man, what, what what would that life be like? 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 Hello, everyone. So, this podcast, not the planning of this podcast, but the time <laughs> this being recorded is admittedly a, a product of bad time management so as you guys know we are trying our best to get as many guest episodes in as possible i can schedule good a lot of times mm-hmm. not today today <laughs> i failed miserably but it, it is miserably. all good but i hope you guys are having a wonderful day i hope you guys are feeling well mm. we're feeling yes. okay okay <laughs> i've been sitting here well, this is us about we've been sitting here for a good 40 45 minutes about <laughs> waiting for our guest to show up realizing that it wasn't the time we planned for it that's the answer we've just been sitting here for 45 minutes <laughs> So, you may not be feeling the best, but Mm. that's okay because we we can't (laughs) let our feelings be our God. Mm. Our feelings should not be our God. So, that is just the topic for today. So, just getting into the straight into the scriptures today. The first scripture, I know this is a very, very well known scripture here, and this is in Jeremiah 17 and 9. And it says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? So when you talk about the heart, I know I actually just looked this up, uh, planning for this episode, and I kind of assumed this without Mm -hmm. looking it up, but this is really what it is. So when you look at the word heart, we know that we got this transcript of the Bible, both King James Version or any version that is derived off of something similar to the King James. Mm -hmm. It uses the Hebrew Masoretic text, and in that, the word haleb 
means inner man, mind, will, and heart. So mm. it includes your feelings, but it also can include your reasoning. It can include includes your whole inner man. That's what it's okay. talking about when you see that word halab. Now, mm -hmm. the root lab, this is what the definition of, the, this is the only time the word halab is used, but the root mm -hmm. lab, this is what it means. And this is the only time this full word is used. Now the word lab and the word for will, mind, and all that is used everywhere a okay. lot of times throughout the Bible. Hmm. But we need to remember that in all times that we must trust God in spirit and in truth. So we can't yeah. just exalt the inner man and the way that we think and the way that yeah. we feel, but we have to remember that Yes, we may feel a certain way. Mm. We, yes, we may think a certain way. And yes, it may even be slightly truthful to think a certain way. But we have to yeah. remember, even though there might be some truth to this, what is the truth? What mm. is the truth that we need to lean on? And, yeah. you know, what is the standard? What is the standard of our thoughts? Are we just being ruled by our thoughts? Are we just being ruled by our reasoning? Because a lot of people, they think those are two different mm. things when the verse is talking about this. I know I brought this up earlier on, on a different podcast. I don't remember. It was one of the earlier, earlier, earlier podcasts <laughs> that we've done. But I know I've seen plenty of people and they usually only want to apply this verse to how people feel. And that is completely true. I've heard a term. I think this is a happy medium. But I've heard a term being too spiritual without God as a guidance. Mm. You kind of get into witchcraft because if you're just mm. always going off of what you're feeling and you don't have a standard for that, then you could just follow anything. Before you know it, you may think you're serving God, but you're doing some witchcraft witch roll thinking that this is, mm. this is good. This is what I felt is good. And it brings good things, right? Well, the Bible is the standard for that. But on the other hand, on the flip side of that script, I heard a term that said, being too spiritual can lead be lead to lead to witchcraft, but if you're too much in the word and you're not actually experiencing the word, if you're not actually applying the word, then you become a Pharisee because it's like you can only do it a certain way. You could just read it, but you don't have to experience it. I know a lot of people say, Oh, this happened in the Bible, but it's done. The spirit's mm. done moving, all this is done. No. It tells you up until the time of the end. I mean, we may feel like we're in the end times, but obviously we're, yeah. we're still we're still walking around. We're still breathing. So yeah. that means that not everything has come to pass. It never said in the Bible. I know people have all sorts of reasoning, but at the end of the day, the Bible, even if you are a Bible fanatic, even if you are somebody who's not big on experience, the Bible never said the gift ceased. It never mm -hmm. said to cease working in the spirit. It never said to quench the Holy Spirit. It says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. It says, do not forbid to work and speak in tongues and do all sorts of other things. So it's just having that happy medium. But we have to just make sure that at the end of the day, we have a standard. We have a standard and we don't move that standard. Now, mm -hmm. you, this can go into something mm -hmm. more on the traditional versus non-traditional lines. But I won't go too much into that conversation. But this is a big it's a it's a one short verse and it can be turned into all different things but at the end of the day it encompasses it all the heart is deceitful yeah absolutely i mean if we look into it if we let our feelings control us it leads us into dark paths at times because when we're letting our feelings control us our feelings are with our flesh at times and so we let it control our lives and in galatians 5 uh, 16 16 through 26 it says so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. 
These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, crueling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, dissension, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoked one another or be jealous of one another man I, I like how it goes into there and it really is important that we really talk about and it goes into um the fruits of the spirit because when we let those guide our lives it becomes so vital because our flesh wants us to do all these things and it, it lists out all these evil things our flesh gives us desires and when we go off our feelings sometimes that can lead us into those things now sometimes because we all want to believe that we're really good people, and we all are in our own way. We see us as good people. So sometimes our intentions are going to be good, and our feelings are going to be something that God likes. But sometimes it's not going to be. And if we don't have that standard, like he says, if we're not going off these fruits of the spirits of having love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, if, we don't, if we're not putting those things in order and saying, I'm going to take these first and then, and then I'll let my feelings go in. If we don't let, if we let our feelings control our lives then it's not going to happen the way we want it to happen. Yes. And I really like what he said there when he said a lot of times we know what we feel is good. And Mm -hmm. it does say in the Bible that his spirit, it searches the thoughts and intents, you know, like you may feel a certain way. You may have a certain intention, But at the end of the day, you do not know what is good. God Mm. created a set of rules. At the end of the day, it's not your rules. It's God's rules. And like it said, the good thing about this passage right here is it makes it extremely clear. It makes it extremely clear. If you do not know what you're doing, look Mm. at the results. What are you producing? Are you producing sexual immorality? It's just Mm -hmm. the, the results of a sinful nature, a nature that is not led by his spirit. Now, there's other spirits out there, mm-hmm. but led by the spirit of the Bible, Jesus, God. It says if you are not led by that, you will be producing sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, all mm-hmm. this whole list. And yeah. this other this list isn't this isn't the first time this is listed. Yeah. There's plenty of passages that look exactly like this in yeah. the Bible. But it's very clear results. Mm-hmm. But all that leads to death. All that leads to bad results. In the, the end of the day, if you have a good intention and it leads to bad results, at the end of the day, the action is not good. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have something good come out of it and God may work it for your good. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't produce things that are good in the sight of God's eyes, then it's not a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like we, like it said on the other side, 
the spirit produces very clear things in our life. And I know this is something that a lot of people have arguments about of who has the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit is on you and all that. But one thing will be clear. You may have the Holy Spirit. You may be able to work in certain gifts. Mm -hmm. But if you are being led by the Spirit, and this is a different thing, Mm. because it says the gifts are without repentance. You may, this may, this may not even be a gift that is from the Holy Spirit. Maybe you sing. Maybe you have a talent. Mm -hmm. But, you know, God may have given you that talent at birth. You may have gotten special supernatural abilities when you got the Holy Ghost. But, if you're not living a life, especially, it's just first love. Love is so important. You have to love when you don't understand why you need to love. If you're not producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control, if you're not producing these things, then you're not being led by the Spirit. That means you may have it, but it, what good does it mean? Like, what what if you have? I know they used to have. I mean, we have our phones now. We have the yeah. Maps app, but I know they used to have those little Tommy Tom things, Tom Tom things. You know what I'm talking about? The Map Quest, the things that they would. You had to get like a sticker and put on your car. I, as you can see, I grew up with them, but I never had to use it. Thank the Lord. <laughs> but you can have that. But if you don't turn it on, if you're not feeding into the, if you're not then it, it doesn't do any good. It, it means nothing. You can have it sitting in your car. You can have it sitting in your spiritual mm-hmm. vessel, but it means nothing if you don't use it. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I really, really love this. And I I didn't even, I, I kind of, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to shorten this or leave it at its full length, but I'm glad we did. Yeah. Because at the end, it says, those who belong to Christ, those who belong to Jesus, have nailed the passions and the desires of the sinful nature nature to the cross and crucified them there. You have to... I, I actually did a lesson recently um, at P7. It was a great time there, and I plan on having some of the people even on the podcast. But we did, I, I did a lesson, and it was talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ and what he came to do. But one important point from that lesson was talking about how a lot of people, when they think about the freedom that Christ gives you, mm-hmm. they feel... And I want to emphasize on the feel. They mm. feel that that means that they're free to do anything. Now, I will say there are Christian liberties. There mm. are certain things that it may not be fully bad. And there's certain justifications within, without why to do it, why not to do it. But there's certain things that at the end of the day, it's not sin. It's mm. not sin to do certain things. However, there's Christian liberties, but there are certain things that are clear in the Bible. Yeah. Don't do that. So that doesn't mean that you do whatever you want. It says that when you are born in Christ, he takes your heavy burden and your heavy yoke and Mm -hmm. gives you one that you can bear. He gives you, Christ doesn't give you something that you can't bear. Yeah. So when you're in God and you're in Christ and you're following Mm -hmm. him, you have a new agreement. You have freedom from sin, but you're not just free to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You'll never, you already were free to do whatever you want. That's the thing. People want to make the freedom of this world, the freedom that you have in Christ. Now Mm -hmm. they feel like they're justified in doing that because I believe in God. But if you believe in God, you would believe in his teachings. And he didn't say you can do whatever you want. Now you have freedom from sin and he gives you the boundaries because Really, you have freedom to do what you want, but when you do get tap into certain things and you get into certain spiritual environments and you get into certain sins, really any of them, but especially some that are addictive, most of yeah. them are addictive, yeah. then eventually you get to a point where you're just doing it. You're not even doing it because you want to. You're a slave to it, but God gives you the guidelines and it gives you spirit that will help you overcome it. But at the end of the day, you have to be willing to be like Christ. If you belong to Christ, you've nailed your passions. Mm. You've crucified. That is how you identify with the crucifixion of Christ. It's by giving up 
what you want to do yep. to follow Christ. Yep. And that is how you are living by the Spirit. That's yeah. how we follow the Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it, it's so important. We actually talked about, and re, it's been a little while ago now, but uh, and we were having a discussion about like certain people believe this and certain people believe that. And what is your personal feelings on this? And, and should I say this is for me and not for you? Is that something? Does God tell one person something, not the other? And what that's all about, really, I think it comes down to is, it, we, we go in our feelings and we say, well, if I feel this, other people need to feel this. If I feel a certain way from God, other people need to feel this exact way. And we're letting our feelings be our God at times because we let, we go, oh, okay, because I feel this way. And, I, and we, we can say it and we can think it's God telling us these things. It happens a lot where people just go, man, I feel this certain way. It must be God because I wouldn't have thought this. Or I wouldn't have felt this on my own if... if but times it's because there are other spirits working. There's 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 satanic spirits that are working against you at times too. Because we so many times just say, well, you know what? This is God telling me this, but it could be the devil. Just because it doesn't seem bad doesn't mean that it's not the devil. Because the devil could be taking you down a road that maybe is not a bad road, but it will eventually lead you to somewhere where you should never have been. But because you didn't make sure that it was God and you just went off, well, this feeling, it must have not been me. We, we don't actually take the time in prayer and fasting to God, then it could lead us into a path where we went off of our feelings that may have been put there from something else that wasn't God. And so that, that's a very dangerous place to be um, when, we, when, we do, when we do that and put that in our lives. I'm trying to remember where the scripture is, and I'm surprised I didn't put this in. I guess I didn't look at the feelings part from this part, uh, angle, mm-hmm. but I know there's a scripture. I want to say it's in Romans, but I'm not 100% sure, but it's in the New Testament. I know this for a fact, mm-hmm. and it talks about, you know, some people are going to feel led to observe certain, certain days, and some people are not. Some people are going to feel led to not eat certain meats, and some people are not, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, yeah. for you... Since the spirit put onto you, hey, do this. Don't yeah. do this. It is a sin for you. And it says that. Yeah. However, we, while we love each other, we don't want to be stumbling block for each other. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we have to realize that we are not going to always have the same convictions. Now, I will say you should be convicted of sin. If you, if something is producing something sinful, there are certain things like, okay, that's not, yeah. he's like, I don't feel, con- well, you're not, <laughs> you're not being led by the spirit. Then. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, you know, there's a lot of things like, for example, some people, they may feel convicted to not wear suits because they were a really bougie person in the world or something like that. And therefore they feel like they need to dress more humble versus some people they may have came to the world and been really reveling yeah and they feel yeah. like oh now since i used to not care now i need to present myself and represent yeah absolutely and, and in case anyone out there doesn't know what bougie means so we just had a friend <laughs> that thought bougie meant trash bougie means very nice very something very very nice well we just had a discussion the other day with somebody it's been a while ago and, and they're like bougie means trash i don't i don't think he, he was talking about like, amazon he was like man their break rooms are trashy and bougie and i was sitting there like i'm so uh, i was confused. like i was like does it look nice but people have trashed it no he 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 thought bougie meant trash and it was the worst thing you could say. So it just made us laugh. So if anyone's wondering, that when he says bougie, 
in case you're one of those people, it means very nice. But like he was saying that that we we have our own personal convictions and going back into a little bit what I was saying about how you can get led into different paths. If you look into the story when Jesus was fasting for all those days, the devil came to him and he didn't come to him with bad, necessarily bad things. He came to him with scripture. The devil came to God with scripture and said, well, this, this, and this, and and he tried to convince him. So at times we may feel like, well, this kind of aligns with the Bible, so it's all right. And we don't pray about it, we don't fast. And then God was tempted with the same stuff. So we need to be very careful when we're doing that. And I believe... It's in Colossians. Colossians, okay. Then I won't go too much into it, but it says, let no man judge you in certain things. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a form of judgment and righteous judgment. There are certain things, you know, and we're not all in the position to do that. Mm -hmm. But there are certain things to where it's like, what do you know that you are convicted to do? What did the Spirit tell you? Mm -hmm. Because certain things are going to be different for certain people. Some people, they may be fine eating a certain food, but certain people, they may, I can't go to this restaurant because I know if I go to this restaurant, I'm going to consume a lot and get gluttonous because I just can't help myself. So I just can't. Or maybe, you know, they may feel convicted. You can't bring this food into my, I can't bring snacks to my house because I know I'm going to eat them all. You can't (laughs) post that on everybody because the Holy Ghost told you you can't bring Ritz crackers into your house. Yeah, I mean, we all deal with different sins. We all deal with different stuff. So God's going to call us differently to be away from different things. And even if it's not something from God, it's always just smart to be away and put yourself separate from things that you know is going to be a personal conviction for you if you're if you are an alcoholic you're not going to go to the bar to witness now you can if you want to but but you probably shouldn't because you're putting yourself in that situation especially by yourself when you put yourself in situations that so it's smart to do that on your own too and i believe we have another scripture coming up yeah um in luke 6 in luke 6 32 and 35 it says if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to them who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. Dang. And if you lend money to only those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. That's a hard one. (laughs) Conviction. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will be truly be acting as children of the most high. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Living for God. This is just a big... Thing that you notice, especially from this specific scripture, this type of love from God is requires you to deny your feelings. It re- requires you to even deny some of your reasoning, mm-hmm. feelings and reasoning. I feel like we could have put both, but I feel like both are different types of feelings. One are more logical, one is more yeah. empathetic. But at the end of the day, they're still both feelings. They're both mm-hmm. in our mind, they're in our heart. It's still two different forms of reasoning, two different forms of feelings. And one is based more of the facts, and one is. Why would you love somebody they never pay you back? Mm. Let's be real. You're going to want to smack them upside the hunt and hunt them down. Where my $5 at? <laughs> you know, I'm just being Especially real. Especially for it's a broke like, college student right yeah. now. Like, I really those $5 mean a lot. I've some people and it's, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. hard. Sometimes. It, is, it can be but hard at times. at the end yeah. of the day, it's the spirit conditioning you. It's mm. like, hey, 
This is how Christ loved. Christ died for people who were spitting on them. I'm sorry, I would have to come down that cross, strike you with some lightning, and that's how you know I'm God. No, God didn't do that. Yeah. So that's not God's way. God does not think like us. His ways are higher than ours. Yeah. His thinking is to be above our reasoning. His feelings are above our feelings, really. Mm-hmm. God, God has feelings too. If you don't believe that, read Jeremiah. Read Isaiah. Read some of these prophets. Read Hosea. <laughs> oh, you'll know God has feelings. You'll know how he yeah. really feels. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we have to crucify our feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And and going into another scripture, this is just a verse we have right here. Um, Proverbs 16 and 32, it says, Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. That's That's hard to do at times. It's hard to be patient with God and to actually make sure that you're you don't just go off your initial reaction and your feelings and you just go okay God what do you really want me to do be patient sit sitting around I can tell I can say at least for me I hate sitting around I hate not knowing what's going on I hate mm, just be sitting like I'm like I just want to be doing I don't even care like if it's an answer I don't want I just want an answer to and I want a solution to something and so many times I think God will do that to me a lot, and it happens a lot with God, where God's like, well, because you're that way, I'm going to make sure that you sit for a minute. And that's not always fun, but we have to, we have to be patient, because it says it's better to be patient than powerful, and then it goes into you have better to have self-control than to conquer a city. I think that's important, too, because it says you need to have self-control than conquer a city. You need to be have control over yourself because it's better to have self-control than to get the uh, to get what you want from the situation. It's better to know and act on a way that you should act than just to get the right because you can there's two ways at going at something always. You can always just be brunt and just go and you could be the worst at on a situation or you can go and there's always another way to be a nicer more godly way to conquer a situation, to come at a situation. I think that's so important to have that self-control of God when you go into situations. Um, yeah, it's just, I love that verse a lot. Yes, I really like what he said when he was talking about, oh, like, you know, I like to know things. I like to know things too. Mm-hmm. But because you do, I know mm-hmm. that's not good. Yeah. I need to get that out of you. Yeah. And the scripture talking about, you know, not to be mad at God when he chastens you. There's mm-hmm. both in the old and in the new. Believe in the new. It's in Hebrews. I don't remember the exact verse, but it's mm-hmm. not the most important thing. It says, don't hate when he disciplines you. Don't hate when he chastens you like a father. Because mm-hmm. here on earth, you know, we have our parents who do things that we don't like on purpose, <laughs> but they know that at the end of the day, it's going to res- yield mm. something better. At least if they're godly anyway. I can't speak for everybody's parents. But God, he's going to do certain things that we don't like. And he says it's not going to feel good in the moment. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're going to look back in retrospect and realize, oh, I couldn't see the good at all. This looked absolutely horrible. But at the end <laughs> of the day, I get to this situation. Maybe not even that. I came out of that and it's like... Oh, I can do this now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can do this. Because the point of that, those periods are either to purge you or to build you up. One of the two. And when you're working out, it don't always feel good. Especially when you work yourself out to where you get to another, for example, if you're doing weights, you get, yeah. you add another weight on there. That's, mm-hmm. you're going to do it's going to take a while to get used to that. Or if you're doing workouts like push-ups and sit-ups, you add, you increase the number. You start, go from 25 to 40, 50. That's, that's a, it doesn't, it's the same exercise, but it's more, there's more heaviness to it, there's more amount to it, there's more intensity. Yeah. But at the end of the day, whether it's taking something out that don't feel good, surgery (laughs) doesn't feel good, whether it's taking something out or putting something in, it's not always going to feel good. Yeah. You have to, for example, I know I take apple cider vinegar every day. I put in a little 
bougie. The glass, a little glass. So I feel Very like, you know, glass. I'm drinking some bougie <laughs> drink that's, you know, it's not, it tastes nasty. And sometimes I still don't drink it. I spit it out. I'm like, I'm not doing it today. But most <laughs> of the time I, I drink it and it don't feel good. But at the end of the day, it's good. It purges you. It, it, mm. it cleanses you. So at the end of the day, we can't hate. And that's the thing. That's why one of the fruits of the spirit is patience, long suffering. The mm. same thing. Patience, mm. the original translation of patience is long suffering. You have to be able to suffer for a while. <laughs> I don't know who told you. If you, if so, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you ain't figured it out by now, living for Christ is not easy, mm. but it's it's definitely better than living for the world. Mm-hmm. But don't ever let that be in your head that living for Christ is easy. <laughs> it's not, and it's that's not just easy. the honest truth. It's it, not easy, yeah. but. It prepares you. It builds yeah, you. And, and absolutely. And we just were talking about this in, in a way to tie this into being a disciple maker. When we're talking to people, we need to make sure we, we explain that to them. We need to make sure we explain that. It's not all about feelings with God. We need to make sure that we have a relationship. And so many times when we have new people come to the church, we just paint everything. And not saying we paint the house of God or what our religion differently, but we may do something slightly different. We make them see it in a light that not saying that it's not but just we paint it so beautiful and, and we don't give them the real stuff and everything's just sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. and they don't see any of the bad stuff and then yeah. they're going to church for two months and then they realize now i'm starting to settle in something isn't right i don't feel right about this what is going on we need to make sure that we know to explain that to them that it's not just about your feelings God is there for you no matter what you feel. No matter how you feel, if you're happy, if you're sad of this, God will be there. And also to make sure that they know that they need to apply how they feel to what God is. And we make sure that they're going and facing towards God and not just saying, well, you know what, I'm just sad and God's not here. So then God's not there because they feel like he's not there. God's still there. So we need to make sure that we're doing that in our and when we're discipling and making disciples. Yes, I know. I believe it was in the very first episode. I, I don't know if I was still working for them at the time, but I used to work for a company where I did marketing and I did both marketing and, and I've done marketing experience or change majors since then. I'm a computer science major. completely different. Anyways, <laughs> let's not get off. Imani, Imani, don't get off topic and do it all the time. No, but no listen, so I know in the first episode, I talked about how I sometimes equate being a disciple as being a marketer. And I still think that it's true. However, I did marketing and sales, and there's a slight difference. There's a slight difference. Now, mm-hmm. I, I think even you can't even fully use marketing all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's a way that you can market, and I do. I, I've done marketing. I don't always like marketing, mm-hmm. but there's a way to do it. There's an honest way to do it, and it's not always going to be perceived mm-hmm. as the most successful way. Yeah. And I want to emphasis on perceived. Now, sales is that other part of marketing. And it's not, you're not always going to, but you're trying to sell something. And a lot of times when you try to sell something, you try your best to cover every bad way that you can present this. Every, every, like defeat every con. Mm. And it's not always about that because I know a lot of times as Christians, especially when you're first trying to witness the people, you try to make, like you said, you try to paint this picture of just Mm. butterflies and rainbows without the rain. You should paint the rainbow and didn't even tell you that you have to have rain to have a rainbow. You can't get a rainbow yeah, without exactly, rain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, it it's it's a thing that you have to tell the full truth. Do not t- turn the truth of God into a lie. Because here's the thing. I know I heard this concept, but I was like, I never really thought about this. Mm. But when you're first born, especially when you're born again, 
when you first come to Christ, you're like a baby. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a little bit more grace. And I'm not saying like the grace is changes or whatever, but this is the concept about grace. Mm-hmm. When you first come to Christ, it's going to be, it might be a little easier. Some things in your life are going to get a little easier. Mm-hmm. And that, I know that happens a lot. People are like, I came to church. Man, my life is just automatically better. And then they're gone in two months. Why is mm-hmm. that the case? Yeah. Because when you are young, and when you're first born, you're going to be swaddled. You're going to have, yes. So think it's going to be easier in some way. And people are going to put more effort when you first come into church and all that. When you, they get used to you, they expect you to grow a little bit. Same thing with God. Mm-hmm. He expects you to grow a little bit. After a while, he'll be like, okay, now they've been here for a little bit. Now it's time for a trial. But if they're not seeing that trial and they're not expecting the trial to come, then they're going to think, oh, they lied. They lied mm-hmm. to me because, no. But if you tell them the truth, like, yes. And it's not always going to be easy, but it's worth it. God is the key to making it possible to go through these trials. Then when they first are in Christ, you'll be like, oh, this is so great. Like, this is actually easier than I thought. And then when that hard time does come, because there's a time and a season for everything. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, there is another side to this. But I knew it was coming. And here's the thing, too. Like I said, with marketing, when I said it's perceived like it's not successful. Put it into this perspective. When you reach out to somebody and you're telling them about God and about Christ and how great living for God is and becoming a disciple disciplined, that's the part that we forget. It's not just about talking. It's a discipline. Yeah. You learn to become more disciplined and you can increasingly learn to become more disciplined. But when you're when you're telling people about Christ, when you tell them that lie, we already just told them how it works. A lot of times they're not going to say. Mm-hmm. However... Imagine you told somebody the truth about Christ and they didn't accept it the first time, Mm. but they knew exactly what to expect. They knew what to expect. Yeah. So then when they do hit that hard time and they don't have God to lean on, be like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I don't want to have to give this up. But if I have to give this up to get out of this for the rest of my life, then I can give up this to get out of this. Yeah. You have to give up stuff. Hmm. But at the end of the day, you realize it's something you had to give up most of the time on good anyway. Yeah. But that's, that's it but comes to, down to You just have to explain that to them. Yeah. Yes, and and when you don't, then they don't understand. And that, it is so, so important that we do. And I'm just going to bring up the last uh, scripture that we have. And um, it is just one verse again, this last verse. And it is uh, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. And it says, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. This also kind of goes into that making a disciple. Um, yes. Yeah. So, like we said, you we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God, and we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. A lot of times as Christians, we want to, like I said, and I will say there are different approaches, and I think there's a time and place where you need more gentleness, and there's just certain times, and I think there's always a gentle way to relay the truth, but you still have to, at some point, you have to relay the truth. I know, for example, a P7, I'm not, my goal there is not necessarily when we're doing it and they're doing that now, still. Yeah. Our goal there is not always about, like, giving them the doctrine right away. Mm -hmm. However, at some point when you get them in and you start bringing them around and slowly teaching them, because they're not going to be ready for the full truth right away. But at some point you have to give it to them. You can, and even from the beginning, you still don't have to make it seem like sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Yeah. But just get them to listen. Become a friend to them. You know, you, and when I say a friend, that doesn't mean you're going to the bar with them. 
But become a friend to them. Become somebody that they can talk to. And then you can slowly start to bring up God. Now, like I said, there's a way to reach people. And it's going to be different depending on the person. That's why you have to be led by the Spirit. Yeah. But at the same time, when we do reach people at the end of the day, we start to tell the fullness of the truth. Don't pervert the truth into a lie. Yeah. So when you tell people this stuff, you're, there's going to become a silence. Like, oh, no, I don't listen to that. They ask you, well, do you think I should do this? Maybe you didn't feel that to bring that up. But when that question comes up, you got to tell the truth. No, I believe this is a sin. No, yeah. I believe this is not this. Or, yes, I believe you got to do this. And they may not like that. But that's what we're, we're it says we have to teach them to obey Christ. So Absolutely. they may not want to. And that's their decision. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're born with sin in us. We're born with rebellion. So we can't expect you're, it's very, uh, they must have been already primed and pumped <laughs> if they accept Christ that way. And a lot of times that's why it comes down to some of us, you may be the sower. If you, there's some people that I've seen that come into the church quick, but when you actually got to know them, mm-hmm. like there's some, most of the people almost every time, and I've noticed this, especially recently, yeah. when somebody comes into the church quick, and they're not, you know, trying to get power or anything, because that happens too. There are some people who come into the church with bad intentions. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who come into the church quick, they adopt everything quick, they're very quick and eager. But then when you really, really look at their history and you start to really get to know them, you realize, oh no, they have a little bit of a background. Oh no, yeah, somebody did somebody reach there. out before. But most of the time, when you invite somebody to church, I'm not saying it's going to be like this every time, but a lot of times, either A, they're not going to stay the first mm-hmm. time, or B, then even if they do stay, they're not going to be ready to progress right away because yeah. growth is a process. Yeah, there was there was people there to water them. They had people there that were watering them that we and didn't you know might about. be the one planting yeah. or watering. Yeah, you could be the one planting watering, and, and, and you and, and it it is not always easy when when you find out that you you may never see personally the 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 reward that will come from that. But it's important to realize, and 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 everything we do it is to grow the kingdom of God. And when we go to heaven, it may be that moment when God's talking to us. He says, hey, let me just tell you, you saved this person, this person, this person. You didn't know that this person was saved, but because of the, by the works you did, mm-hmm. they went to the church. And then they had family that went to church. Now there's a hundred people from the lineage that came from them that went that are in heaven now because what you decided to reach out to water, to water them. And so that that is so important to do, that we make sure that... It's important for us because I don't just because you don't see it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, and that's what we're talking about with our feelings. It's the same way. Just because we don't feel it doesn't mean it's not there, and, and that happens a lot when we're discipling when we're discipling somebody. If we don't feel right, maybe we'll just give up on them. When we, when it feels like nothing is going to go the way that you think it will, and it's it keeps going down that rabbit hole, like man, I feel like we just dealt with this problem. Why is it happening again yes. and again and again? Yes. But you see, God is always there, and we feel like man, I just want to give up. Stick with them because it doesn't matter what happens. You can just keep watering them. Keep being there for them. Keep being that light in their life. And you're going to see that a lot of times. And here's another thing. Whether you are on either end of this. Yeah. uh, When you are discipling people, I don't want to say you just got to let them go. Mm. But you have to keep in mind, God didn't even force people to stay. God didn't always, oh, please, 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 please. No, because sometimes... They don't, sometimes they learn 
to avoid by obedience. And sometimes we learn through the trial. We learn through the prodigal son. He's still on the porch. You don't know he's still going to be here. Mm-hmm. And he didn't think it was going to be there. He was still going to be there. Yeah. But if you don't want to listen, at the end of the day, your will is your will. Your heart is deceitful. Mm-hmm. And it's not just yours. It's other people's hearts. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you need to be there for them. But sometimes you can't fight so hard. You can't force anybody to do anything. God doesn't even do that. Now, he could, but he doesn't because he's told you how he does things. We don't understand everything, but we know he doesn't force anybody to do anything or we all would be serving God right now. Mm -hmm. But we have to let people have their trials. We can't force people to do stuff. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that, you know, oh, we we don't care. No, like we want to encourage people to do the right thing. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm saying here. Yeah. But don't get discouraged if somebody goes down because mm-hmm. that might be, and this this is kind of going to that closing point I wanted to make. Our feelings can lead us closer or farther from God because yeah. we may feel or even reason from our point of view of feelings and our point of view of reasonings because we're similar to God because God has reasoning and feeling too. But from our point of view, we see, oh man, they're leaving the church. I can't. I'm so. But God is like, yes, they're leaving the church right now. Yeah. But they have to be broken down to this level mm-hmm. until they realize that they needed me. So yeah. you may not ever, you may not see it and you may not ever see it, but God is not even worried about it because it's like, oh, don't worry about them. Yeah. He may not even he may not even tell you that, but he's like, oh no, I'm not worried about them. They'll be back. They'll be back in ten years, fifteen years. It's all the same to you. Fifty years, ninety years. It's all the same to him, but it's yeah. not the same to us. We may not ever see that. Yeah. But that's why we have to learn to trust God and know that He's going to take care of it, and it's not always going to work the way we have to see, want to see it, and yeah. the way we feel. But instead, we have to use our feelings. We can use our passions and even not even just our passions. We can ask God to give us new desires. No, you're not going to not ever feel temptation. No, you're not ever going to not feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. It says in the Bible, you may feel angry, but don't sin. We have to ask God, oh, your, your spirit's within me. Please start changing. Help me to overcome these evil thoughts. Help me to overcome these negative thoughts. Help me to overcome these thoughts of doubt. And to know, to lean, and to trust in God. I know pastor gave, my pastor, Pastor Aaron's a phenomenal man. And he gave a lesson uh, last Wednesday. Uh, well, it was last Wednesday this time. It won't be last Wednesday when this comes out. But <laughs> Several weeks ago. <laughs> several weeks ago, about a month ago. Uh, he gave a lesson about standing still and trusting God. That's how we fight. We stand and we trust. Mm-hmm. We stand armored up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all we have to do is stand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that standing is going to be hard. Sometimes the standing is going to be mm-hmm. easy. Sometimes it's going to be hard to stand because we're weak. Yep. Sometimes it's going to be hard to stand because there's opposition. But at the end of the day, as long as you stay standing and trusting, yeah, then even though we feel a certain way, we know that God is going to work it all out. Yeah. So we have to, if you don't have any, let's be real. You may not ever feel anything. You may not feel anything. Ask God to give you new desires. Ask God to renew your strength. Mm-hmm. And he'll do that. He'll give you new passions to fuel your ministry. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. And, man, that is, that is just so important to make sure that we're going on that mark and we're pressing towards that every day to not worry about our feelings, but to make sure that we're in line with God. And we just want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Now we're – I'm not going to lie. When we started this podcast – if you'd have told me we'd be this many episodes in, I would have been like, that's cool, but I wouldn't have actually known the amount of knowledge I've grown from this and learned. And it is just so amazing the amount we've got taken from this podcast. And hopefully you guys are getting something too. We've seen the numbers grow and we did that. We did a gap for a while that you guys know about. 
And during that gap, we saw all those numbers come in that it was growing while we weren't even doing anything. We just felt so blessed. And now we, that we've been back for a while since that, we're just we're just so blessed beyond measure to have the listens. And, and we're just happy to be doing this on our own. So we just thank you guys so much for really listening and enjoying this podcast with us. Yes. And I, I cannot emphasize enough. If you feel led to do your own podcast, if you feel led to do your own ministry, a Bible study, a prayer Zoom, I actually am start feeling led to do that here soon and mm-hmm. maybe done by the time this comes out mm-hmm. but there's so many different ways to minister to pray to get together with people to reach out to people that's what we're here to do mm-hmm. we're first here to discipline ourselves yep. and then teach to mm-hmm. spread the word to spread the light of christ so don't feel like you just have to lean on us if you feel like you got to use this as a model i'm not gonna be mad that you ripped <laughs> off i mean probably not use your name you might eventually get into some legal trouble with that one but if you want to use this format, I mean, I plan on one day letting it out because I'm not doing this for me. Yeah. Now, I will say it's helped me out. If nobody listened to this. I'm learning how to read through the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've known how to do that, but like expound and mm-hmm. to learn how to speak without just reading stuff mm-hmm. from the way that we format this podcast. Just yeah. learning to talk and just talk about God. So yeah. don't feel encouraged. Feel encouraged. Encourage yourself in the Lord. The Lord, the Lord tells you to do that in the Word. But I hope that you learned from this lesson, that you enjoyed from this podcast, and feel free to do your own thing. I, I cannot stop encourage you. There's so many different things to do. It may even be your ministry may be helping clean and helping somebody else mm-hmm. and interceding for someone else. Yeah. But start your own ministry. This, if you were looking for a sign, I cannot stop telling mm-hmm. you. Here's your sign. If yeah. you if you wanted to start doing music, do music. Mm-hmm. If you needed to start doing a podcast if you needed to start helping praying for someone doing a bible study this is your sign god may not always tell you you have to do this or that sometimes you have to make a decision no pray about it pray about it it. but there are certain things you know god's not always going to give you a sign sometimes you need to do things by faith and like i said definitely pray about it first yeah but if you've been praying about something you've been feeling like to do a ministry this is your sign yeah but of course glad you came Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Yes. Yes, we love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful and blessed day. God bless.